Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar DeJesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Welcome back, everybody. This week, we're going to be talking about the loss of our friend, Bob Lowry. We're also going to talk about the International Pool Spa Patio Expo and the first Pool Nation Awards. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting and splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Before we get started, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, and PoolInvoice.com. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Feels like it's been a while since I've gotten the opportunity to say that. Super stoked to kind of get back on track here and be here today with you guys and Talk about the awards and go over all of that. John, with that perfect lighting, how you doing today, bud? Oh, my God. See. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that lighting. You're just looking on, you're looking on point. Wow. The, the bright white teeth, the dark beard, right. the white background, the black shirt, the big Pool Nation logo. You're, you're looking pretty freaking awesome today, Thank dude. You, gentlemen. Look, see... For those of you that don't know, before we get on live at 9 o'clock, everything we do here is absolutely live, right? But prior to that, we get on for about 10, 15 minutes to shoot the shit and kind of talk. Well, for the last 10, 15 minutes prior to this, they've been giving me nothing but grief about my lighting and my uh, my appearance today. So it's like we just jumped, hit the floor running after Texas, right? Because we didn't skip a beat. We're back to our normal selves. It's been quite the journey, right? I don't even know. I'm like speechless. So much shit happened in the last month. And, you know, we did a lot of preparing. A lot of work went into, you know, putting together this, these awards. And it was bittersweet in, in, a, in a couple ways. And it all kind of just happened like a whirlwind. And, you know, for the first time, I'm almost kind of speechless because I'm still trying to process everything that kind of happened. But I'm glad to be back. Thankfully, you know, nothing Nothing blew up in our faces out here when we left for a week. We're really thankful for that. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back and shooting the shit and talking with you guys and everybody else that listens to us because this is what we love to do. So looking forward to it. I know we're going to be talking about some pretty cool things today and then also a sad thing that happened to us. But other than that, looking forward to it. Yeah, it was really weird. You know, obviously we didn't do a podcast before the awards, the Friday of the award of the show and the awards, we didn't do a podcast. 
And then we didn't do the Instagram lives. And then the next week was Thanksgiving. So it really felt really weird that, you know, that we were not in our rhythm because it's like every week we kind of are in this rhythm, in this rhythm. So it kind of felt really weird. And last week it was just like something's off, something's weird. And I, I think it was that, you know, the, the live, the podcast, that kind of getting into all those gears. So it was definitely that. So what do you guys think? It was think? definitely that. Yeah. I, I felt like, you know, it's like when I have a day off, you feel like you're doing something wrong. Because you're just so used to always out there working and grinding and doing something. And then when you are when you unplug or you're not doing something that you're usually used to doing, because we're creatures of habit and, you know, routine is kind of our thing. And this has been a routine for us for, for quite some time now and not doing it and not doing multiple, uh, you know, podcasts and lives just kind of felt a little, just felt like something was weird. But uh, looks like we're back in the swing of things and hopefully we don't screw this one up too bad for everybody. Yeah, it's been super crazy. And I keep saying it, people are probably tired of me talking about it, but I'm still recovering. Like I'm still recovering from that trip. I don't know what it is. It's all the emotional buildup and everything. And it's like, yeah, your adrenaline and then you come crashing down. But, and like you said, creature habit, I'm the type of person that I'm either, I'm switched on and it's work mode and it's go and we're driving and driving and driving. And once I change lanes from that, it's very hard for me to kind of get back into the swing of things but you know it feels like it's been a long time since we've done this but you got to hang out with you guys a lot during that time so it feels like i'm seeing you guys all the time we're talking all the time now i hope that's a good thing zach yeah the other thing is he's super exhausted because you know he normally goes to bed at what nine o'clock so we had him up every day till what like 11 midnight and every place we went like we closed dragging. the place down i was like what the, f- <laughs> what the hell's going on I, i'm even getting tired and exhausted i'm like shit dude it's midnight and we still here everybody's closed people are waiting to get out and we're closing down the edgar's uh, ordering cappuccinos at 10 you know it's funny john because we did we did close every place that we went. And then I think on the last night for like the awards, I was talking to my wife and I said, oh, we're going to go out to dinner. And she goes, are you guys going to close the place again? And sure as crap, man, we ended up closing the place. We turn around, we look, the whole place is closed. It's just us. It's half hour after closing. And we're like, holy crap. <laughs> but it was awesome. It, it was really awesome to be able to get together with all the people that we did. And we'll talk about it. And we'll talk about, you know, some, some of those relationships that we've created. Guys, before we go into our podcast, I want to, you know, pay a little tribute to Bob Lowry. And we just did a two-episode special on the life of, of Bob. And I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to it or not, but if you haven't, go listen to that podcast. It's about Bob's life and his journey into the pool industry. And it's an amazing story. Like, he really kind of goes into the details of his life. You know, we lost Bob the night of the awards on the 17th and it kind of hit me hard. We were really on this high, like the awards, like Zach was saying, the adrenaline's high. We're, we're, you know, the awards are over. We go out to dinner. We have a great time. And then as Janie, John and I are walking back, his wife, Sylvia reached out to us and let us know that unfortunately he had passed away. So it was really very bittersweet because again, we were kind of on that high and then to lose Bob on the same night of the awards was difficult. And that drive home was, was hard, right? Like you're, you just kind of, I had to, the guys were staying over by the convention center. I had to drive like 30 minutes home. Not only did we lose a friend, but someone that's been a part of our podcast, a part of our Instagram lives. He's kind of been a part of the crew. I think he got to the point where he liked John more than anybody else because he would he would bust John's chops all the time. 
really feels weird, guys, because he used to call me all the time and he's like, hey, we still on for the podcast. Hey, we still on for the live. And so it was really weird. It was kind of like I'm, I'm, I'm still missing, you know, that phone call of him kind of calling and going, hey, we doing this or what? Yeah, super sad news. And, you know, I just got back to my room, like you said, kind of that escalation of things and then to get that terrible news. And I'm thankful for the short amount of time that I got to spend with Bob and get educated by him directly. I got certified uh, last year and I was able to take the class with Bob. And, you know, we're all very fortunate to have him take the time and spend it with us, educating us and answering those questions. And I got to say, his story man, he, he accomplished a ton in his life. And it's really something that you would see in like a movie plot or something like that. And after listening to the first episode, I was just blown away. And, and that's just part one. Like I have, to, I'm still waiting to hear part two and kind of finish that out. But now I can look around and see so many things in this industry, see so many things that I've learned or products that I've dealt with and know that Bob either developed it or had a part in its development. He truly did have a huge impact on our industry. I'm going to say something and I'm going to, I'm going to try to keep it kind of short because I'm not a very, for those people that know me, I'm not a very emotional person at all. Sometimes people think I'm an asshole or think that, you know, this guy, you know, he's cold or something like that, but that's not necessarily the case. So what's the purpose of life? I guess that answer is subjective and maybe that's the beauty of it. You know, I don't know. What I do know is what's the purpose of doing anything if it doesn't mean something? Too many times we take life, friendship, family for granted. We don't truly appreciate what we've had until it's gone. No matter how well you prepare yourself, it still hurts when you face it. I always knew Bob since the beginning of my career but I've been blessed this past year to get to know him personally and had the honor to call him a friend. I want to apologize, though late, that I never got to tell you how much that you've impacted my life through your teachings. You've helped me understand my profession better, which in turn helped me provide a better living for me and my family. But I promise what I've learned from you will live on in every opportunity that I have. I'll leave you with this. A legend is someone who leaves behind an unforgettable impression on others. They touch lives, they're remembered, they're cherished. Becoming one means finding your particular role, your calling, following it, and inspiring others around you. Bob, you definitely fit that definition. You are a legend, my friend. Rest in peace. Well said, John. It's like, wow, I'm just, right now, no words. I got, you know... And I was kind of John getting choked up as as you were talking about it, and and it's interesting because last night we talked to Terry and we were kind of doing a, a finishing onto the second part of his life. And Zach, I don't know if you remember at the end of that podcast, I described him exactly how John described him, which was a legend. And John and I never talked about it. Like we, ne John and I never talked about what he was going to say today or any of that, and. I feel exactly like you, John, 100%. The guy, if you look at the description of a legend and you have to think of somebody, that was Bob. So, so Bob, you know, you are definitely going to be missed. Yeah, for sure. 
out of word, guys. So I do want to tell you, Bob, you, you're going to be missed. But like John says, you're, you're not going to be forgotten. We're going to do everything that we can. And thank you for all of your support and for helping the pool pros out there. You gave our life to our great industry. And, you know, we're, we're definitely thankful for that. There were a couple of people that reached out, including Terry Arco and some of our followers on Instagram, Arizona Pool Doctor and Oasis Pool Management, that we should rename the awards he, the award he got. So we asked for permission from his wife, Sylvia, and she said yes. You know, Bob received the very first Pool Nation Lifetime Achievement Award. And in honor of Bob, it will now be called the Bob Lowry Lifetime Achievement Award. Guys, one of the things that I've learned as I've gotten older, and I know I joke with you guys and I say I'm the old guy and that kind of stuff, but as you get older in life and you go through stages of life, you stop thinking you know, about the things that you own and about the things that you've accomplished in life. And really what you start thinking about is the friendships that you've had along the way through your trajectory of life. Because as you start to get into the older stages of life, you start to realize that your time here is kind of limited. And Zach, John, you guys are young. You have everything. But as you start to get into your older years, what starts to take a lot more importance is is those relationships that you've made along the way and those that are loved ones and, and close friends. So I know this sounds like a dad advice to everybody out there. And there's probably a whole bunch of people going, oh, here he goes. But just remember that, guys. You know, at the end of the day, when, when your path is done, really what's going to be important is the friendships and the people that you, that you left behind. Anyways, Zach John, why don't we talk about the awards a little bit? Because not everybody was able to go to the awards. And we can talk about the categories. We could talk about the winners. But before we do that, I kind of want to get your guys' thoughts because we really haven't had enough time to kind of download. Everybody got back to work. Everybody's been busy. So, John, why don't you tell me, what were, what were your thoughts of the entire event? I could probably go on for, for an hour talking about it, but I'm going to, they were overdue, you know, and we definitely needed something like this as an industry. I believe, I know you and Zach both believe and all us other, you know, tub scrubbers out there that are working, that we're the heartbeat of the industry, the services, the service side of it. But there really has never been a focus on us. You know, there's always been awards for manufacturers and there's been awards for builders and stuff like that. But as far as like the service professionals, people that are out there every day in the backyards doing service and repair, I just think it was long overdue. And I'm glad and honored that I was able to be a part of it. And I look forward to many, 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 many more years of it. Uh, I know we already we already started talking about next year in Las Vegas. And what are you guys laughing about? You... That's right, baby. Uh, That's right. We're yeah, like we're, we're like right. hell yeah, up. next year Las yeah, Vegas. Was, That's we're for, all pumped for up. For a second there, I thought I was <laughs> muted. And I'm like, oh my god, you guys are letting me sit here and talk right now, and I'm muted. But no, I'm not muted. No, you're ready. No, but we're look, ready. we're already talking about next year, right? And putting plans together for Vegas and. It's amazing how it turned out. And look, I'm just saying it in, in general, right? I set it up there at the stage and I said, look, we're just three pool guys. We put this together. We had a dream, put this together, and it came to fruition. And I think it was everything and more of, of what we expected. The feedback we got was overwhelmingly positive and was everybody. I think what's the most important thing was that, and what I took from it was how everybody felt 
it was an inclusive event, even though it was exclusive to like the service industry, but everybody felt included. It didn't matter who you were. And it wasn't that important that, you know, we had VPs and all these, we had all the big wigs that were in that, in the ballroom, right? But the people that they were almost, it felt like they were almost the outsiders. I don't know. It was kind of weird, right? And it was us celebrating the ones with calluses on their hands, the ones that are busting their ass out there doing what they need to do. And and everybody was genuine about it. And it was just awesome. And as much effort that I know that Edgar and Zach, you guys put into like the logistics and, and making it work and how good it looked. Um, I know a lot of it. I mean, wouldn't it wouldn't have been so wowish if we didn't have the support from our sponsors that we had there. And, uh, you know, I just want to thank them for coming through, uh, especially Hasa really jumped up and, you know, helped us out a lot as far as, you know, the things we needed in order to make it as fantastic as we wanted it to. And as good as it turned out and as good as it was, that's only the tip of the iceberg because next year it's going to be that much more magnificent. I mean, we're, it's going to be a, a big thing and it's not a, a one and done we're in it to win it right we're we go big or go home and we're all in so i'm definitely looking forward to vegas i know we have uh, the western show that we're going to be also a part of or we're going to be there doing some we might be doing some classes i think we're gonna we'll have a booth there too but uh, the las vegas show is something that everybody should mark their calendars for and make sure that they're they need to do whatever they need to do to prepare to get there because it's going to be an event that everyone's going to want to go to Absolutely. Zach, your thoughts? I kind of want to back up and talk about the expo part too. It was awesome to get back out in person and see the massive turnout of people. I'm, I'm sending a sick showed up. I'm sending a smoke signal to John over here. He's kind of. So, I got the. Sorry, Zach. The memo. <laughs> no, you're good. I got the memo. Yeah, that's my laptop on overdrive. On, on overdrive, ah, gotcha. Uh, guys, Edgar's for every for face. everybody listening, it was like all of a sudden I hear a, a fan in the background, and so I was sending a message, smoke signals to John, and Zach got it. But anyway, sorry, Zach, we didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, no. So going back to the expo, it's crazy. Some of those booths were just wild, especially from the big manufacturers. They really spared no expense. I mean, very high tech, you know, TVs and lighting and just showcasing all these new products. Tons of reps there, right? To answer questions and talk about the new things they have. And, and I wish I had more of a chance to kind of walk the floor and check it all out. But I was having a blast at our booth. We got to meet a ton of awesome people. And some of them were listeners. A ton of them have never even heard of us. And it was just an overall great time meeting people. And for those of you that are listening that came by the booth, thank you for coming by and thank you for your support. But the best part of it all was the time that we got to spend with everyone that has supported us along the way, but that we've never had the opportunity to meet in person. And we had a lot of like group outings to restaurants, to events. We even all got together and went shopping around like McKinney, I believe it was. And Leslie and I had a blast doing all of that with y'all. And then there was the awards, which was an absolute amazing time. We all got to dress up. Um, you guys know what a struggle that is for me with the suit, but I think I did a pretty good job of pulling it off. The girls all looked amazing. 
and it was a lot of fun. And I know, Edgar, you're going to get more into how the event went, so I won't go too deep. But I have to give a really big shout out and an even bigger thank you to all of you that sponsored the event. Because without y'all, the awards event wouldn't have been possible, or at least at the level that it was, right? So huge thank you to Hasa, to Ultimate Pool Tools, SPPA, Jay Brakefield with Brakefield Pools, Blu-ray XL, San Diego APSP, and Leslie's Pro. Um, we really appreciate your guys' support and allowing us to make it happen. That being said, Edgar, I think you should share with everyone the process of the awards. We had a lot of last minute running around and shuffling. So share maybe some of the behind the scenes of how that all went down. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, I and I'm going to talk about it here soon in a little bit, but we really need to thank Hasa and we'll get to that story. But Hasa really kind of became the biggest sponsor and came in and saved us on some time. So to everybody at Hasa, Chris, Terry, Rick, Dave, just Anna, everybody, forgive me if I forget your name, but a big shout out to all you guys, and we'll share that. But also a big, huge shout out, like Zach is saying, to everybody else, you know, Ultimate Pool Tools, SPPA, J, Blu-ray, the San Diego APSP, and Leslie Pro. If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't have been able to go all out how we wanted to go out on this event. So a huge shout out and a big thanks to you guys. I'll go back and tell the story because I don't know if you guys noticed, but I spent probably maybe like a third of the time at the booth. Like I was gone most of the time dealing with everything that was going on and I'll kind of share what happened. So originally we were talking about doing the awards and only having 75 people because we've never done the awards. We knew we were going to forget something. We, we knew we were going to screw it up. So the whole thing was let's wait and see what we forget. Right. And to us, our fear was, we're going to get up there. We've never done an awards. And then we're going to have forgotten to order mics, right? Like there'll be no mics to be able to do this event. And then we're going to be like yelling through this event. So we were afraid we've never done them. It's like, it's what you don't know that hurts you because you don't know what it is that you're supposed to do. So, so we spent a lot of time planning and going through everything and even doing like fake walkthroughs into a room like I'm walking into a room for the award show where am I going to go what am I going to do a lot of role play but the idea was hey let's keep it small let's grow and let's learn from it but as soon as we started working on the awards it just started getting bigger right off the bat and so we went from 75 and then all of a sudden we're going to 100 people and when you go to 100 people, it's a huge thing because now you got to talk to the food and beverage people and they have to do counts and they have to add people. And then, you know, now you need more tables in the room. So you need to talk to the banquet people and they need to set that up. And then for the audiovisual, they need to make sure that, you know, they have enough speakers to go further out in the room and all that. So, you know, we reached out to Hasa because we saw, oh my God, we're going to be like at 100 very easily. And they're like, you know what, guys, we got you guys. Just worry about your awards. Go to 100 people. You know, they were sponsoring all the food. They were doing all that. They're like, don't worry about it. Just do your thing. And it just kept growing. And even that night, we brought in, what, an extra three tables and ended up with like 130 people in the room. Janie was at the door. My you know, mama was at the door. And she was turning people away. She was like, oh, no. Dude. She took it seriously, right? And I love her. Bless her heart. And she sat there and she came to me one moment. She's like, babe, she's all, I don't know. I, 
I don't know what to do. Everybody, every there's a line of people trying to get in. Their names not on the list, and I'm not letting them in. And I think some might be, some people might be getting upset at me. She's sitting there going, "Hey, you know, we only have so many tickets, and if your name's not on the list, you can't get in." But literally, we had people that were just like knocking down the door to try to get in, and even telling her, "Hey, can we just walk in to kind of see what's going on, and we'll come back out?" Or, "Hey, can you put us on a list just in case you do have room? Uh, we'll come back and we'll see if we can get in there." People are getting turned away because some people didn't get the memo that, you know, that it was a formal event. They needed to dress up. So people are like running over to their hotel rooms, making sure they got what they needed so they can come in. It was just bonkers. It really was. And it far exceeded our expectations. And I think we had high expectations for it. We were originally talking about, hey, we're going to do 50 people, make it more, you know, intimate, stuff like that. And then we said, okay, we're going to do 75. We're thinking, are we going to even be able to sell 75 tickets? Because we didn't know. We're doing it, and then that we blew through that number, and then we landed on a hundred, and we thought, okay, that's going to be plenty, and we had literally the, like the biggest ballroom there, you know, it was up front, the main one, and shit, that still wasn't enough. And if we wanted to, we could have probably put 150, 175 people in the ballroom, and people would have came, which is exciting for me because it means that how important it is, right? I mean, people are interested in what pool guys are and what they do, the service in the service industry. And, you know, they want to recognize it and they want to be a part of all the hardworking individuals out there that bust their ass every single day in this pool industry. Because my personal opinion is this, and I might be biased, but like I said, that trade show, none of that would be possible if it wasn't for people like us who take care of those pools. Well, and let me jump in and tell you something, because here's, and I'm, I'm doing a little bit more research, but we talk about being the heartbeat of the industry, and we really are. And, and here's specifically why we say that. Last year, unofficially, 1 million variable speed pumps were sold. And I've talked about this before. 1 million variable speed pumps were sold last year. Let's say, and I'm going to exaggerate a little bit, let's say that they built 150,000 pools, which they didn't build. Let's just say that they built 150,000 pools. And let's say that you give them an extra 50,000 pumps because you get pools with more than one and all that. So, and by the way, these pumps don't include Polaris booster pumps or any of that. These are just variable speed pumps. So let's say that you give them another 50,000. That's 200,000 pumps that were used. That means that in the aftermarket, there was 800,000 variable speed pumps that were sold. Who installed those pumps? It was the pool pros, period. End of story. I mean, 800,000. You know what? Shoot. Give them more if you want. Let's say that we installed 700,000, right? Give them 300,000 pumps. That's still 700,000 pumps. So that tells you and verifies that we are the heartbeat of the industry. We are that bigger crowd. So, sorry, John. Sorry to interrupt. No, it's true. I mean, there's no, it's just the truth. And I think the sooner all the manufacturers and the industry realizes that, the you know what I mean? The more respected we'll be. The better we better ourselves, right? And the more knowledge we get and the better we do at our jobs, we'll start to be able to demand and command that respect because I think it's well due and overdue. So, you know, not to say that you know, builders don't play a, a huge role. They absolutely do. They play a, a very significant role in everything in our industry. But we can't forget about the people that take care of the those pools after they're gone because we're the ones out there busting our ass every single day. 
Absolutely. I do need to thank Janie, though, John. Janie, if you're listening, thank you, because I needed a tough cookie at the door. I needed somebody that could stand there and can tell people no. It was one of those, like, oh, my God, who are we going to put? Who are we going to do? And I'm like, hey, Janie, will you cover the door? She's like, I got this. And she was turning people away, like people that didn't have the tickets and couldn't get in. She was just basically telling them no. And people were telling her, we'll pay. We'll pay to get in. And then she was just like, nope, sorry, it can't happen. We're full. And so she managed that entire process. We made like about 10K and and like people slipping us cash trying to get in. Did you know that, right? She pocketed like (laughs) (laughs) $10,000. And you know what? She deserves it. You know why? Just kidding. With all due respect, she looked freaking amazing. She did, right? She was. She yeah, did she was look stunning. amazing. Guys, if you haven't seen it, go to our LinkedIn page, go to John's Facebook page, and uh, she definitely looked amazing that night. So she really kind of stepped it up. That's so, a joke, by the way. I, she, we did not accept any money, just, <laughs> just in case. I don't know. I saw right? the tables coming I, in. You know, I saw I saw you the next right? day when you were kind of right? upgrading to first right. class. No, I, no, and I was kind like, of, you upgraded to the presidential what was the suite. Thing I said, is, is I there a casino like, anywhere around here? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyways, so so now that we've gone through that, why don't you kind of fill everyone in on what was going on, like? Just before on we the cr- start on the craziness, the show. sure. So let's do this, guys. Yes. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors. When I come back, I will jump into everything of the craziness that happened right before the award. So let's take a word from our sponsors. When we come back, we'll continue. The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pull Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at poolinvoice.com. Welcome back, everybody. We are 
here talking to John and Zach. We're talking about Bob. We're talking about the Pool Nation Awards, kind of talking about the issues that we had and kind of how we got to where we did with the awards. You know, what ended up happening from there, guys, is on the first day of the show, we're there on that Tuesday. We're kind of getting a whole bunch of people coming to the booth and connecting with everybody and doing all that. And I'm like, you know what? I need to go check on our banquet room for the next day because they were supposed to set it up. So I head out and right as I was walking into the room, I get a call from the food and beverage person and she was like, you're going to want to come and check this room. I really don't think this is going to work for you. And right then and there, I was walking into the room. And as soon as I saw it, I said, this isn't going to work. That room, like you guys didn't see that room set up. But guys, I'm not kidding you. There was no room for the wall, for the picture wall. There was no room for the food and beverage. There was no room for the bar. So think about where we were in the ballroom and not being able to fit any of those things inside the room. And then the other thing is it was downstairs in the convention center and the stage was low. The screen was small. You guys know me, but I had everything planned out, and I kind of had a picture of how this thing needed to look, how it needed to flow. At that point, I put on my hotel hat. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, let's get the food and beverage person to come down. Let's get the uh, banquet person to come down. Let's get the AV person to come down, and let's all sit down and figure this out. And so we all sat at this big round table, and we're just kind of going, look, this isn't going to work. Like People are going to sit and go like this, and their elbow is going to hit the air wall. Like There was no space in that room. We started to hash it out and try to come up with some options. We looked at other rooms, and the biggest problem was there was a room next door to it, but that room was going to be used till 5 o'clock the next day, so it's not like we could open the room and just have a bigger room. You know, we kind of went up. We looked at what was a possibility for the, the ballroom, and we kind of went and looked at that. And so from there, I headed right back over to the booth, and I was gone for, what, probably like three hours kind of dealing with this thing? Yeah. It, Long and time. as soon as I made it back to the booth, both of you guys were like, what's the matter with you, dude? Like, what's your problem? <laughs> and I, Yeah, your face. I saw you walking over. And then I thought you were messing with yeah, I me. I think you said, we have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because that's exactly what I said. I walked into you guys. You guys are looking at me like, what's going on? I'm like, guys, we have a problem. We had looked at a couple different options, so they said, hey, let us hash it out. We're going to give you a call and kind of give you some options, and so then they called me. So I'm back at the booth, and then about 30 minutes into it, I get a call, and so I leave the booth again. They come out, and they're like, look, you know, here's your options. You know, you can have another room downstairs, opened up air wall. You can fit the people, or you could look at the ballroom that we looked at, but there's different charges because now that room was set up for somebody else. They were going to use it at six o'clock in the morning the next day. So they would have to tear that room apart, set it for us, and then tear it apart again and have it ready for the next day. This was not an issue with the show, but it was more an issue with just the room. And, you know, originally we had started with a smaller room, but then it obviously started to grow. So, you know, from that standpoint, we wanted first to have less people, so we had a smaller room, but then as it grew, it got bigger, so it wasn't a problem with the show. It was really the room itself and trying to find a solution with the convention center because obviously they have the people that work there at the convention center, and any changes that we do into the room or any of that kind of stuff, somebody has to do the labor part of it, and somebody has to get paid, right? So you know, going into it, 
we understood that if we were going into a banquet room, then there was the expectation that if we were going to flip a room, that would be, you know, those extra charges. So anyway, so we're at the booth and I'm, I come back and I tell John and I tell Zach and I'm like, hey, here's our problems. Here's our options. Here's how much money they want. But just to give you guys an idea, for every chair that was in that room, they wanted $3 to take each chair out. So, and it was set up for this big, huge classroom style event. And so I'm looking at the room and I'm like, oh man, are you kidding me at this stage? And so anyway, so I kind of come back and I go to John and Zach and I go, hey, they gave me some options, but they gave us another room downstairs. The show was almost over at that point. So I'm like, let's go look at the rooms and we can kind of decide what it is. And John, <laughs> John as soon as we started going down the escalators and stuff like that, John started to like lose his cool really quick. He was like, <laughs> we should have recorded you, John, because you must have dropped about 20 F-bombs within 1.3 seconds. And we, we hadn't even looked at the room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so we're walking down and uh, John was the one that... Or Zach, what are you guys like? This looks like a goddamn courthouse and blah 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 blah. What the hell down here in the That's dungeon? And said, you yeah. know, you guys are and we hadn't even looked at the room. <laughs> Not that I sure, know what courthouses sure, sure. look like. <laughs> so anyway, so we go down there, John just looks at the room and he just turned around and he is Oh, hell no. And he dropped an F-bomb and he goes, This shit is not gonna happen. There's no we did not come this far and do all this to be in this room downstairs. And I'm like, John, the problem is there's, there's a big price tag. Like it was in the thousands of dollars. And John was like, I don't give an F if I have to pay for it on my pocket, I'm paying for it. Damn it. But we are not going to do this down here. <laughs> I, I think I said, like, so I'd rather Zach, cancel this shit than the fuck. And then to do it, I was like, unbelievable. Yeah. And then Zach and I just kind of looked at each other and we're like, Oh, I guess that makes that decision. That's not an option. So, we went upstairs, we looked at the ballroom, and they're like, this is it, this is what we need to do, and so anyway, so I'm, guys, I'm telling you, I was like completely stressed out, because the awards are going to be the next day, and we're kind of still having to plan all this thing, and so that night we went to the welcome party, and you know, I'm, I'm telling the story, we're sitting down to eat, we met with Terry and some of the other people, we're all sitting at the table, and I'm telling the story to Terry, and I'm like, you're not going to believe this, and this is what's going on, and blah, blah. And he very nonchalant just turned around to me and looked at me and he said, you know what, Edgar, just don't worry about it. He goes, we're going to take care of it. You just go do your thing. You guys do what you're going to do. And we got you covered. Don't worry about it. It like hit me that, you know, all of a sudden he's just like, we were ready to figure out us paying for it and paying for out of pocket and splitting it and doing all that. And they just stepped up and they were like, you know what, you know, they came to us with the food. We went up to 130 people. They're like, we got this. We bumped into that issue. They're like, you know what? You just don't worry about it. We got you covered. So, you know, they were already the, our main sponsor, but they even just took it up a notch, you know, from there. So we need to tell you guys, and I know I talked about it earlier in the podcast, but Hasa, Terry, Chris, all you guys, thank you for that because that just took a huge burden off of our shoulders and allowed us to focus and then we ended up in the ballroom, right? We ended up in the big ballroom that we wanted. And from there, the event was just was just great. Yeah, look, and, and I know we've said and we've said it a few times, you know, we want to really thank Hasa for 
jumping up and actually making this happen for us. You know, a lot of people are thinking, oh, my God, these guys are, you know, they might be saying, they keep saying Haas or they keep saying this. You know, but the truth is this. Look, anybody who knows us and listens to us, we don't peddle products, right? We're not here talking about, oh, you got to go buy Haas's shit or you got to go this or get this or liquidator this, liquidator that or whatever. Haas is doing this because they believe in what we're trying to accomplish here, right? The core principles of what we're trying to to create. And they're doing it without any strings attached whatsoever because we are not the ones that are like, oh, if you sponsor us, we're going to sit and peddle your products or because that's not us. And anybody who, who knows us knows that's not what we do. So the thanks that we're giving is just from the bottom of our hearts that you guys are truly believe in us and believe in what we're going for and what we're trying to accomplish and stand behind us and, and to help us through that situation will not go unforgotten. So thank you very much to the Hasa team. Much, much appreciated. Yeah, and you guys, you need to understand, like, there's a big stress level because I'm wanting that I, I wanted this thing to go big, you know, and we always say it, we either go big or go home, right? So we wanted to go like all out big. And here we are within hours of this event. We're kind of having some of these issues and stuff like that. And by the way, everybody was amazing. Like Carlos from the AV was amazing. Megan from the show was amazing. They kind of got into problem solving mode. They weren't, nobody was pointing fingers at each other. Nobody was doing anything. They were just like, look, here's the options that we could give you. Here's what we could set up. And, you know, when we ended up in that ballroom, it was exactly what we had envisioned. So if it wasn't for them too, we wouldn't have been there because they could have just gone, nope, the only thing that you guys get is those two rooms at the bottom and that's it. That's all you get. But they didn't. They definitely stepped up their game. You know, I want to back up too because I had mixed feelings because yes, that room downstairs was super <laughs> sketchy. And like when we were walking down that like long hallway, it was seriously a scene out of a movie. <laughs> it's 3 a.m. You're in the subway. You're walking, you hear some footsteps behind you, you stop and you turn around and no one's there and you're kind of creeped out, keep going. It is straight out of that scene. But when I got in there, I was like, okay, cool. This is, I think I can do this. Like, I might be able to do this. And then when we turn around, y'all remember when we went in that ballroom, right? Like immediately I was like, oh, oh, nope. I don't think I can do this. I think I'm done right here. Like I'm going to pass out. I'm going to throw up. But like you said, there were, I don't know how many chairs, you know, theater style. Just all facing the front, right? It's super scary. But like John said, there's no way. We go big, we go home. And it turned out to be absolutely awesome. And we knew the ballroom was the only way to go. And by the way, Zach, you killed it. Because I know that you kind of had the concerns of, uh, dude. And just like me and John were saying, we're like, dude, you're going to freaking nail this thing. You got this thing. And, and, and he did, right, John? Oh, absolutely. Did better than all of us. Right, he, he was he was the man of the he show. Absolutely was, and he looked sharp, dude. That, oh, that suit was sharp. Oh my god, Thank that you. was sharp. And that power tie, like you're saying, Edgar, what was it? It was a yellow tie, right? Blue suit, yellow. Yeah, that power tie was like boom. And then he he was he wearing was it a new there. way too, oh, right? Man, and he brought home. a new style. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and no one said anything. It's, he was setting a trend for wear. So if you guys want to know what we're talking about, go look at the pictures and you'll be able to see. Uh, see, like where's Waldo? Yeah. Like what's Zach's tie what, doing? Where is the tie? So, But I want more of like John's like nonchalantness. Because remember right before the event, like sitting on stage, like making changes. 
So here's what happens to me, guys. I, I kind of sometimes tend to try to overthink things a little bit, like from the logistics standpoint, right? I, I want things to kind of go in a certain way. And John gives me crap about it all the time because John is very, I got this last minute. Let's go. We're in. We got this. Zach is very analytical. Like Zach really kind of looks at things and for him, it's a strategy. So if Edgar's doing this, how does that fall into the overall picture of what we're doing? Is the timing right? Is the sequence right? To where me, I'm like, I'm going to go, like, here's the event. We're going to go A through Z. Here's the steps that we have to take. Here's what needs to happen. At this point, we talk. At this point, the music comes in. At point, And Zach's very, I mean, John's very much like, yep, yep, okay. So, guys, three months in advance, I create the script for this thing, right? Because two weeks in advance, I want nothing to do. I don't want to be stressed out. I want two weeks before to go. I got everything done. So I ordered stuff in advance and all the, everything. So I create this script freaking three months in advance. And I go, guys, here's the script that I want. You guys go in. You guys add you know, your parts. You put it your talking way. I create the 19 talking points for the people for the awards and so I could send it to them so they can create their own just to kind of give them an idea. Everybody sends me their stuff back. Zach goes in. Zach kind of helps me out. Hey, let's change this. Let's change that. John comes to me and goes, yeah, that's perfect. When I get on the plane, I'll look at it. I'm like, what? The? I'm like, no. I'm like, you're coming out on a Saturday and the awards are on Wednesday. Absolutely not. If you freaking want any changes, you need to send them now. Okay, okay, okay. And every week, Zach, he was like, oh, I'll do it Friday. I'll do it Friday. I have to do this. I have to do that this weekend, this Sunday. And then the Sunday would come and, oh, you know, we got distracted and we went out to eat. We went out to that. So I'm like, that's it, John. You're stuck with what we wrote. And that's what that's what you got to say. I kid you not, man, the the night before the awards at like I got home at 11 o'clock at night. Freaking Zach sends me an email and goes, here's your here's my changes to the to the thing. And I'm like. I've already done the PowerPoint that's going to be on the confidence monitor. I've already got the document printed out as a backup because I got a backup on the podium. I got that. I got it on the laptop. Freaking Zach sends me some changes last minute. So I copied and pasted it into the Word document. I printed it and I'm like, that's it. You're screwed. It's not going to be in the confidence monitor. You're going to have to use the podium. You're screwed. I shit you not. I was ready to leave my house at like eight o'clock in the morning and John goes, Oh, here's all my changes for the script. <laughs> and I changed a lot, right? I mean, I, I rewrote no, it. Like, yeah. And, and here's the problem. Mine was like a word uh, at 11 p.m. And, and here's the thing is, you know, I was changing everything into the Word document, and then that Word document has to get converted into a PowerPoint so that, the, so that when you're on the stage, you can control the PowerPoint, and you can do the slides, and you can have all that. So anyways, the other thing, guys, is, it's the day of the words. We're setting up the room. I'm out there setting up all the stuff and we're kind of running around and doing all that. And then Zach and John come to me like three hours before the freaking event. And they're like, well, well, we have to go. We got to go get dressed. We got, I'm like, what the, like, how long does it take you to put a freaking suit on? And they're like, well, we have to go back with time. the ladies and we got to go change it. I go, dude, it's a pair of pants, a shirt, a tie, and some shoes. Like, let's go. So I'm not kidding you guys. These guys left. Like, the awards were like at 5 o'clock. John left at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Zach was disappeared then. We had Danielle and Bailey watching our booth from the SPPA so that we could kind of, you know, finish setting up. So there I am setting up and kind of finalizing all the things. And 
literally, I walked into the public restroom, changed, put my suit on, come back out. These two knuckleheads are not even back yet at like, I was like 4.15 and they're still, you know, gone. It's the time. There's John comes back at like close to five o'clock and he's like, hey, Edgar, did you update everything into the PowerPoint? Am I ready to go? I'm like, dude, you're shit out of luck, buddy, because not only did I not print it. It's not in the PowerPoint, and if you want to, you're going to have to bust out the laptop out of the bottom of the podium to be able to know what it True is story. that you're going to say. And you should have seen John. John was like, it finally hit him. He was like, oh, shit. Like, shit. So here we are at 4.30, 4.45, and John's in his suit, sitting Indian style behind the podium on the laptop <laughs> that's plugged in, and he's like, tuck, 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 making changes to it, and I'm like... You're on your own, fool. At this point, you're on your own. And so Yeah, but he nailed And he it. freaking like got it in like right before five. He gets them and was like, good. And then all of a sudden we start playing with the clicker and it's like the clicker doesn't work to forward the slides. <laughs> oh yeah. And the lighting, you remember we oh, had everyone <clears throat> everyone ready and you were gone, Edgar. I don't know where you disappeared to, but everyone's at their tables and talking and it's all and the lights just shut out, right? And everyone, you hear everyone's voice, ooh, it gets quiet <laughs> like we're about to start the show. And me and John are just standing there and we're like, we don't know what to do. And the lights are just out. And I'm like, where's Edgar? You know? And that was a whole, yeah. That was funny because I, awesome. I, I don't remember what, I went outside for something and then I was talking to somebody outside and then I came back in and Zach was like right at the door like freaking out Edgar, the lights the lights the lights and i'm like what you know, what's the issue and so they have these really fancy lighting systems and one of the things that they do is now they're all monitored so if they don't enter the schedule on their main computer downstairs what the ballrooms do is they all shut down to save power so because we had a last minute change i don't think anybody updated that so we manually had the lights set and then at that time all the lights just shut off. And so I walk in and there was literally like some very little lighting on. And then at that point they start pressing the buttons, huh? Trying to figure out the, the lightings yeah. and it's, it's so complex that they didn't know and all that. But anyways, they, they kind of figured it out. Everybody was very cool. Everybody just kind of kept going. They figured out that we wanted the pool nation blue on the lighting. So they kind of figured it out and got it going. You know, it was crazy. It, it was like, you know, you have all these things going on behind the scenes. And, you know, obviously nobody knows this is because they kind of, I feel like they went off pretty good. There was a couple little things here and there. I think I was standing to the back of the stage too much instead of a little bit more to the front of the stage. But you were falling <clears throat> off the stage. Me and John were like, John yep. strategically moved over a little bit to like be there in case you stepped can back you, and catch Can you, you imagine how funny that would have been if I just kind of flopped <laughs> off the stage? <laughs> <laughs> he literally stepped over to kind of boom backwards into the yeah, But, into but the in all reality, I, I mean, the lights was like the only true hiccup that yep. anybody would have noticed, right? And Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, like nobody would have And it wasn't that big of a deal. It felt like it was an hour but it was maybe five minutes at the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then at that stage, I kind of took the approach of, oh well, it is what it is. Like, what are you well, going to do? I got to like, say I that I'm I'm proud of you though, Edgar, because you are very, very hands on. Want to make sure everything just kind of goes perfect, set everything up, and all that good stuff. And then like at the night, you were just kind of like, guys, let's just be ourselves and be who we are. 
it is what it is. I know, and it was just like I'm 100% confident that we're just going to knock it out the park, and we did. Especially like with the script and stuff, you're like, oh, well, usually you'd be like, oh no, you'd be calling me every five minutes, sending me text messages, <laughs> what's up, whatever. I need it, I need it, I need it, I need it. But you're just like, ah, screw it, you got this. We'll, we'll do this. It'll be perfect. And I'm like, yeah, and it turned out. It turned out well. I knew, and I was telling Zach, I was sitting there going, look, I go, Edgar's been talking about this forever, and there's no way I'm going to tell Edgar, oh, I need you to, if I want this done, I need to figure it out. So I'm going to sit my ass down right here on the stage, and I'm going to do what I need to do. <laughs> and I'm going to do PowerPoint presentations and edit this and edit that. And, you know, but it ended up working. We got it. It, it, no, it, was, it went it, well. It, Zach didn't give beautiful. a shit because for everybody, Zach memorized every word. <laughs> Every word of like a thousand or fifteen hundred words, every word he memorized, like the Gettysburg Address or something like that. It it was just unbelievable. That's how prepared he was. And not only did he memorize every single word, but he memorized it in a way to where he can speak it just like like every possible situation and every it was like dude. And the passion oh. and the points that he needed to put, right? It was he unbelievable. Was just, he had it we down. sat there before at Edgar's we were at Edgar's house and we were kinda of, kinda of going over our first little dry run and friggin' <laughs> Zach is up there just bah, 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 just as if eyes closed, not looking at anything, he's just like reciting it like it was like like the way of his life. You know what I mean? Like it's Something he's he's been talking about, you know, like the Pledge of Allegiance or something like that, right? Like just everybody knows, and or his favorite song, and he was just literally he just so I was like, dude, he, this man is prepared, and 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 me and Zach, me and John are like fumbling like, over our phones. Like that was the mo- first mo- time mo- looking. Mo- that was the first time at me looking at it was right there. I was looking. I was like, oh okay, oh, let me go through it and da 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 da. And you know, to say this as far as Zach and Zach. I, I know you've said this before publicly and you've said it on the air. And um, so I'm going to say it again. You know, Zach's thing is not. And for some reason, he thinks that, you know, this isn't his thing, you know, and it's, you know, in public speaking or getting up in front of a lot of people, especially people that are in the industry, big wigs and other professional pool pros and colleagues and peers. It's not easy, not easy for anybody. And Zach is like said, hey, look, you know, this is something that I want to accomplish or something that I want to do. And for him to go up there and do it and how well he did was just so absolutely impressive. You nailed it. You knocked it right out of the park, brother. And uh, just like it. And we're proud yeah, of you, brother. Seriously. We're, we're proud because we knew that it was yeah, a big for thing sure. for you. And, and you really stood there in front of your fears oh, and dude. you're like, dude, I, I freaking got this. You, and you nailed it, yeah. dude. I mean, you sat there and you took it to what's up? I got this. You know what I mean? I'm not afraid. I'm not backing down. I'm going to make it happen. And you did it. You stepped outside your comfort zone, you know, and you just knocked it out to park, brother. So hats off to you, my friend. I appreciate it. You guys yeah. are making me blush. And, the, you know, there was a couple other people there. You know, these are pool pros. These are, you know, we're not we're not in the corporate world. And I reached out to a lot of the pool pros because I wanted them to give out the awards. I wanted that night to be a, about them. And I reached out to Chris from Pool Guardians. Huge shout out to Chris, to his wife. Love getting together and meeting with them. I reached out to Lindsay from Oasis Pool Management. I reached out to Jeanette. And they were all like a little bit out of our comfort zone, but let's do it. And they all got up on stage and they nailed it. Like they really did. That was kind of one of my most proudest moments there to watch these guys face those fears and just kind of knock them out of the park so sure. 
What was your favorite part of the awards, John? If you had to pick one, what was your favorite? I would say the end of the show. All the handshakes and the thank yous and the genuine, like, people. You ever been in a situation in life or you've ever go to accomplish something or said you're going to do something and people doubted you or didn't really take you seriously or really didn't believe in it and didn't think you can do it or had it in you? And the majority of the people we spoke to about this, everybody we spoke to, oh, I'd say the majority, 90 plus percent. Everybody was like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, 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 sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, it's going to be, okay, you know, rewards, whoop you know what I mean? Kind of, but not being disrespectful, but, you know, being reserved about it or just kind of like, eh, I don't really think this is, this is going to blow up in your face type mentality. After we delivered, after the awards, the shift in mentality and how people almost said, oh, wow, holy shit, you know, this was actually amazing or this was actually great and why hasn't anybody else done this for the pool industry right and the service pros or you know we do need to recognize the men and women out there that are busting their ass servicing pools every single day um, you know they are the heartbeat in the industry it's just the, the shift in tone and the demeanor and the way they approached you um, I think that was the best part of it was like ah okay we accomplished what we set out to accomplish you know and hopefully people will take the service industry more seriously in the days to come and the years to come moving forward. So I think that was what really hit us or hit me. That's a great point. I hadn't even thought about that. It was just a, that's a, that's just a, great a whole point. shift, right? Of just attitude it was completely different. Yeah. Cause like you said, it wasn't like people nope. were yep. negative about it to begin with. Like people were still very supportive about it, but you it's like the kid. That, oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. Johnny. We'll okay. See. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're going to be the president of the United States or yeah. You're, oh yeah. You're going to be a, a billionaire when you grow <laughs> up type thing. I, I'm, I'm with you. I support you. I think it's great. What can I do that? You know what I mean? So like, holy shit, Elon, yeah. you know what I mean? You did turn out to, right. <laughs> not, and, and not being in an arrogant way saying that we did. And it's not us doing this, right. I'm just saying that, you know, all it proves is that you put enough heart and effort into something, right? And regardless of whether you have any experience doing it, because none of us did, as a whole and as an industry, how everybody came together to help us, everybody that was a part of it, and especially like our spouses that were there for us and supported us, it was magical. It really was. It felt good, especially it was uncharted territory. We talked about earlier, Zach, that we're creatures of habit. We like to stay within our comfort zones. Um, you know, this was out of all of our comfort zones. This was this is not what we do. It's like hiring. It's like we did really go. We did really go out of our is. comfort zone. It's like zone, hiring all of a us. butcher like, to, to do your surgery, and it's like, mm, but I really want to. I, you know, <laughs> it's like these dudes are not. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I get it. You cut things and you might do this, and you, but dude, you're not a surgeon, bro. But no, 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 I can do it. You know, I, we can do it because it's important. I need to do it because my life or my industry or the people I care for depend on it and they deserve it. So I'm going to, I'll do it. Um, I think that was the mentality that we took and we just said, Hey, screw it. Let's do it. And um, no labels. And we're just going to, we're going to make it happen because we're doing it because we truly care about it. And it was for no other reason, but other because we gave a shit. And I think that was the reason why I think we were successful at it because like I said it before, you know, it, what's the point of doing something if it's not worth something or it doesn't mean something. This meant definitely meant something to us and to everybody else. And I think we did okay.
you know, our main goal has been that we want to elevate the industry. And we talked about it, guys, in the when me, Zach, and John, or we talked at the beginning, we kind of explained really what our vision is for Pool Nation. And that was really kind of three main points that we talked about with the training, the education. Zach talked about the community, the sense of belonging. And then I talked a little bit about the motivation side of it and kind of you know, motivating people to, to do that. And I think people kind of got a clear picture of what, what it is that we really envision, right? Because I don't think we had talked about that. I don't, you know, we do the podcast, we do all that, but we don't share with everybody, hey, here's the vision of what we have, of what we want to do. And I think that was the first time that we verbalized that and said, yes, we've grown with Pool Nation and the podcast and what we're doing. And it really has changed from when we started it's almost like we have a better, clear picture now of what Pool Nation and what it is that we want to do and how we want to elevate the industry. So I think that message delivered really well. And that kind of also made that point clear, John, to what you're saying of how they reacted afterwards. And it's funny because I hadn't even thought about it, but you're talking about it. And I'm like, heck yeah, I remember that. That was like, like truly like people were very passionate about the handshakes and the, oh my God, and the, you know, it, all that. For sure. So what about you, Zach? What was your favorite part? Well, John talked about it earlier, and it was the gathering of everyone. There's the fact that we had, you know, we had pool pros, we had manufacturers, we had VPs, we had people who were new to the industry, but none of that mattered, right? We were all just people hanging out, having a good time to celebrate the pool industry, and it was absolutely amazing. And like you said, you know, the message creating a nation of pool pros. I think that's what made that entire trip really genuine and really fun and really enjoyable because even before the expo started, even before we got into that, like I was saying earlier, we got to hang out with people. We got to go out and do things. And these are people from all over Florida and California and wherever else. And it's just like, we've been longtime friends just hanging out from all different distribution or whatever and I just absolutely love it and everyone was just super supportive it was seriously an amazing thing to be a part of yeah and I think that's similar to me which was we've built this community online we've built you know our, our interactions with everybody we have conversations whether it's via text with them or on the phone or all of that but I think what happened at least to me with a lot of those people, guys, is the first time that we met. Like the first time we met, there was no awkwardness. There was, it was just like, you know, which normally in online conversations and stuff like that, there's always that little bit of a, you know, standoffish thing. Guys, as soon as we started, and I'm going to name some names here, please, the people that I forget to say your name, please forgive me because there was so many people that I just can't remember everybody. But, you know, being able to hang out with Chris, and his wife, and Jeanette, and Lindsay, and Ostakia coming out, and Josh, and Justin, and, you know, the guys from Round Rock that we met, and just, you know, Kelly, and everybody. We just kind of met, and we met in person, and it was just, we just hit the ground running like if we had known each other for a hundred years. So there was that sense of friendship, there was that sense of community and, and to me, everybody just kind of felt comfortable and they were themselves. And that was awesome to me. And to bring everybody together and everybody understanding that that night was celebrating the pool pro. There were some other people, there were manufacturers there, they were all there, 
But guys, over half of the people there were actual poop pros. And we had people, like Zach was saying, that came from Florida, that came from Arizona, that came from Northern California, Southern California, guys that drove up from San Antonio, guys that drove up from Houston. I mean, that was huge. So to me, it was that that great feeling of just kind of having all these people and celebrating these people and having that great event. What's something that you would want to do for the next one, John? Maybe something different that you would want to do. Hmm. I don't know. Turn into yeah, I'll, I'll, a day yeah, early. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I hit the deadline when it comes down to turning in my notes or my changes. Uh, you know, I think that we want to, well, I don't know if what we want to do for the next one. I think we want to replicate and build on what we've currently done, right? Not necessarily really change anything. I think next year when we do it, now that people are looking at it and taking it more seriously, I think we should do, we should start prepping for it much sooner as far as like nominations and, and, you know, stuff like that. So that, you know, we give people more time to get out there. Cause I think we're going to have a lot more activity this time. Cause again, it fell down. People didn't really take it seriously. Everybody was like, Oh yeah, they're going to do this or they're going to do these awards. Whoop de whoop, whoop de whoop. And I'm not going to pay attention. And then when the nomination came up and you know, we had people go out there and do and nominate and voting was open and, Finally, towards the end, people are like, holy shit, these guys are for real, and this is really going to happen. And all of a sudden, people are screaming and yelling and, and emailing and texting and saying, well, why didn't I get nominated, or, or why didn't they get nominated, or I want to nominate somebody, or I wanted to vote, or I didn't get a chance to do this, and all this, whatever. I think this next time around, I think we're going to have a lot more participation, which is going to make it a much greater event, because we want everyone to be a part of it, right? We want to hear the voices of everybody uh, across the nation, uh, because I know that there's still a lot of great pool pros and products and things that weren't recognized that should have been recognized that we haven't become aware of simply because they haven't had the platform. And I hope that next year, or I'm very optimistic that next year, there we're going to be able to shine the light on some other unsung heroes out there in the industry. So I think that kind of answers the question, but that's my hope yeah. for what we do next year. It's just going to have a lot more people involved and we're going to have a lot. We're going to open our eyes to a, a lot more talent out there that might go unseen simply because of the battle we're fighting right now where we lack that community that we're trying to build. And by next year, I think we're, we'll be one step or two steps or five steps closer to that community of a nation of pool pros. So. Yeah. The other thing that I, that was funny to me is John and we talked about it, but some people after the nominations were upset that other people weren't nominated, but it was like, yeah, you didn't submit the nomination. So you should have. Right. So that was the beginning of it. And then even at the event, John, even at the event, people told me I'm voting next year. I didn't like the outcome of this category or that category. And we're like, well, that, that's exactly it. That's exactly what you need to do. You need to get out there. You need to vote. You need to support your favorite products, your favorite people, your favorite things. But I think it was that same thing. It was just, I, I think people were like, oh, it's just, you know, and so, but it was good to see that reaction because now people are, you know, taking it a little bit more serious, kind of waiting for it. And so, you know, well, obviously as we get closer in, right? And one of the things is we closed off the voting a little bit early because I had the concern with all the shortages and all that kind of stuff. Are we gonna be able to secure yep. the awards? 
and that was another thing, right? How many months did it take us for us to come up with that with that award? First, we were going to go with the glass things. And then we're like, we kept looking and they're like, oh, that's like not big enough. It's not grandiose enough. Then I go out to get the awards. We find them and then we're like, oh, those are discontinued. So then we had to go back out again and start looking for, you know, these trophies. And guys, for everybody listening, like you should see what goes on when, when we're even looking at these awards. I'm like on a WhatsApp video call with Zach. I got my phone in the counter in the front of the store. Everybody's looking at me like I'm an idiot and I'm over here with Zach. Hey, Pool Nation Awards. And what, what do you think if I hold this one up? And Zach's like, no. What if I hold this one up? And John's like, no. And like, yeah, of course, we always end up doing the uh, go big or go home, right. right? So it's like, no, go. So, but yeah, so that was good to see that people are now kind of going, hey, next year we're definitely going to get involved and vote and all that. And I'm hoping next year to really pull in 200, 250 people into these awards. I really want the pool guys to get out there and, and have a good time and dress up and kind of celebrate. What about you, Zach? What would you say if you had to pick one thing? One thing would be exactly what John was saying, and that's to see more participation. And then as much as it goes against me, more attendance, right? Like you were saying. <laughs> so, but I, and I think exactly it. Like now people are going to take it a little more serious. Now they're going to cast those nominations and those votes, and it'll be much bigger next year. And I would like to try the food next right? year. I heard the tacos were bomb. I heard they were awesome. Let me, Edgar got let, one. Let me tell you what happened. So that morning, I had my coffee, got over to the convention center. Then from there, started dealing with the convention. Forgot to eat lunch. Then I was setting up. Forgot to eat dinner. The event started. Completely forgot. So I'm not kidding. Like halfway through the event, like my stomach was like, like ravenous. Like rah. so, I'm like. John was up on stage, which, by the way, here's what we did to Zach and I did to John. (laughs) So we're all three on stage and I'm like, Zach, you're going to do the awards and hand the awards and we're going to have John stay on stage and do all the nominations and stuff. And it was we literally gave the the mic to John and we're like, oh, by the way, you're kind of emceeing this thing. We're out and we like drop off the (laughs) stage and take off. And he's like wait, what, what? No, you bastards and blah, 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 blah. And we're like, you don't have an option. We're out. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, was, so, that was fun. So Zach, I run out to the bar to get a taco and I make a taco and I go and I take one bite. And as soon as I took one bite, somebody called me and I don't remember who it was, called me like to go over towards the stage. So I just grabbed them and threw them in the trash and walked away. And that's all I had was just the one bite of one taco. That's one bite more yeah, than me, my friend. So. Anyways, so yeah, people were saying that the food was was really, really good. So And the setup was great. By the way, I don't know if you guys noticed, but most of the liquor was sold out. Right. No, dude, that line, that bar line was long. <laughs> right. <laughs> So the the guys from Round Rock had their table, dude. I think they were trying to make a competition of who had the most empty beer bottles on their table. There, there was like five or six of them. It was just like packed of empty beer bottles. So, so I think we should start. We should talk about the categories and winners. Or cause we've been rambling on now for what over an hour. An hour, shoot, an hour and fifteen yeah. minutes. Yeah. So I think we need to you know talk about those. So let's kind of go through them quickly yeah. and just kind of talk about the different categories and so for the distributor of the year was scp the one that won 
and there was uh, three different. It was PWP, PEP, and SCP, and SCP won Distributor of the Year. And the next one was uh, VAC System of the Year, and I believe it was between Riptide and Hammerhead, and Hammerhead VAC won. So congratulations, Hammerhead. And I need to, I, I think we need to take a minute to stop because, holy cow, they gave us a hammerhead and we haven't made a bigger deal that we've been talking for an hour and 15 That's minutes true. and we haven't thanked them about that. So yeah. guys over at hammerhead, super, super thank you from the bottom of our hearts for giving out that hammerhead. That was a big talk at the show, by the way, and all the pool pros that were out there were trying to rent, win that hammerhead and the guys from round rock won that hammerhead so a big huge thank you to you guys you guys same thing it was no strings attached it was like we think this is a great thing and he just called me and said here's a hammerhead give it away so big shout out to you guys over at hammerhead we really appreciate yep, that absolutely so the next category was favorite net and piranha net took that one yeah and that was uh uh, Janelle and Fernando from Stellar Pool Alliance came and took that award and kind of did the speech. So thanks for that. The next one was favorite test kit. And there was a whole bunch in this category. I think there was like maybe five or six in this different category. And the one that won this was the Taylor test kit, the K2005 complete test kit. So big, huge congratulations to Taylor. Yes. And then the next was automation of the year and Jandy Aqualink RS won that. So congratulations to Jandy and Fluidra. Then we had innovative product of the year, which Mikey's quick coupler took home and well-deserved. And I got a chance to have a lot of conversation with Mikey. And he's just the coolest guy. So, yeah, you know, I want to touch on that too. I think how cool is that, right? That Mikey won. And there's a lot of cool stuff that came out this year, right? We had some pretty badass heaters and some kick-ass salt systems that came out that are really going to change the way we, um, you know, take care of and service our pools or install heaters and stuff like that. But, you know, it just goes to show something as simple as what Mikey developed, right? How important it is to us out in the field, right? Where I can personally tell you that it saved me hours of plumbing and saved customers thousands of dollars worth of replumbing because I had that piece, you know, and I can sit there because I'd rather, you know, fix something in 10 minutes and spend three hours rebuilding a manifold or, or replumbing a whole system because I got to, I got to do this or I got to do that. So anyways, I just thought it was really cool that all the pool pros uh, went out and voted and, and Mikey won and he was up against some serious giants for product, right? So he was up against Hayward's new heater and it was at CMP their their ALP, uh, uh, the ALP system, right? The, the AOP system, yeah. So he was up against some big hitters, and I was super excited to see him win. So the next category was Variable Speed Pump of the Year, and that was the Pentair IntelliFlow that won. And the one that received that award was Chris Barstow, which, by the way, friggin' love Chris Barstow. He's so He's cool. He's a cool cat. So good people. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I met him and chatted with him, and I was like, I know exactly why you were nominated for sales rep of the year, man. He just kind of stands out big time. So big shout out to you. Next was salt system of the year and Hayward Aquarite was the winner. Then we had filter of the year, which the Hayward swim clear won that one. Heater of the year went to the Jandy JXI, the pool and spa heater. Uh, next category was best value automation and the IQ 904 from Jandy took that home. So congratulations. Yes. 
The next one was Builder of the Year, and that one went to Vic at G6. And let me talk yes. about two different things. First of all, how cool of a cat is Vic, right? Like, he's one of those guys that you meet and you feel like you've been his friend forever. He's just kind of very cool guy. And here's what impressed me, and this is exactly what, I, what my dream and my vision of the awards were. So he went out, he met with Matt and Trevor from Venetian Outdoors from Arizona, which were nominated for Pool Builder. They got together the night before, they went out to dinner, and they went out with another builder, and they hit it off. Like, they completely hit it off. And by the way, the guys at Venetian, stand-up guys, I freaking love them. I'm a huge fan of them. Like, huge, huge fan of them. A class act, and that's exactly what we're trying to do on the service side of the industry. And they got together. They had dinner. They came to the awards. They all sat together. And when Vic won, these guys on their phones were recording Vic and celebrating his win for Pool Builder of the Year. And they posted on their social media and said that they well-deserved. And they're even looking at doing stuff together. If I had to take one moment out of this entire thing that stood out to me, it was exactly that because that's what that we makes wanted it worth to do. it, we right? Make it. That right there is exactly what we're right. trying to accomplish and try to do. And it's just, it was just, it was just beautiful. It seriously was. Yep. As soon as I saw that post, I sent it to you. I go, did you see what the guys did? And, you know, yeah, it was just awesome. It was what a class act. And they were dressed. By the way, talk about. I was going to say they Ooh. took they took yes. by far the best oh, dress of the sure. night award period. They yes, I, I kind of got upset. I'm like, how come we didn't think Dude, of that? We are, like, how that, like, that is like going to happen they, next year? We are. It, yeah, they like totally they totally took it to that. the next we're level. Add that best dress. So so guys, you're going to reach out from us so that we can figure out who your who your tailor is because we we need to step up our game there. So you guys knocked that one out. So for the next category, we had best truck rep, and this was a pretty hot category. And Round Rock Pool Pros won that, and they're the ones that actually won the hammerhead. And I got to say, me and Justin, we were kind of like twins that night, right? Right. Like brothers. What is it? The doppelganger is what they call it. These guys. Yeah, And they they both wore that light blue suit. And both with the long, it was hilarious. Check out the pictures. It was awesome. And by the way, great guy as well. Like really down to earth, really, really great guy. And then the next category was a lifetime achievement award. And of course, Bob Lowry took home the prize for that one. And, and yeah, what, you know, we all got to listen to a video clip of Bob accepting the award and talk about a, a somber moment right and what was happening and he was very sick at that moment he really wanted to be there he had some things planned to do you know he wanted to be a part of it and he was with us in spirit right and he was a part of it in many ways because you know he was involved in us in, in us doing this these awards but just to hear and listen to especially what he said which kind of in reality it, it really pissed me off to be honest that someone who's contributed so much to this industry was has never been recognized at all, right? And I'm trying to understand how we dropped the ball there as a whole, as an industry. And I get it, you know, people don't need to have award certifications or 
or you know to be important in the industry right but i know there have been tons of awards and recognition that's been giving across the industry in the past decades right and for him not to be one of them and i don't know why and he kind of hit on that on a couple ways when he said that you know some people might not like him or some people might you know call him a maverick or you know some people call him a crackpot i think is what he said and other people think of him as a genius and to me it's one of the things i love the most about bob was that he just didn't give a shit you know what you said or you thought about him he had one purpose only was to help and his focus was the pool professional right us the guys and girls out there and that's who we focused on and not necessarily for a certain product or pushing he never did any of that never never he didn't give a shit right and all he wanted to do was get the right information out there and most importantly he wanted to be able to explain it in a manner that you can absorb it and you can actually apply it and take it with you and do something with it and that's how he affected me and i know i, I spoke about it earlier but you know, Bob and I, in many ways, are I just I, a lot of respect for the man who didn't give a shit about the the glory and all the praise and the accolade and people loving him and that kind of stuff. He just wanted to help, right? And he didn't bother it didn't bother him if it upset somebody because he disagreed with them or went against what they thought or the product they're trying to push or what they're trying to do. If it didn't benefit the pool service professional, if it didn't benefit and it didn't have science and facts behind it then he wasn't supporting it. So hats off to you again, my friend, Bob. Um, uh, that was definitely well-deserved. And I think you have some news on that too, where we kind of talked about it a little bit, right, about the Lifetime Achievement Award. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah, now it's going to be the Bob Laurie Lifetime Achievement Award. And Terry did an amazing job of going up there and talking about Bob and presenting all of that. So the... Next one that we had was the 30 under 40 rookie of the year and Colin Parrish took that one home. So congrats. Right. So, yeah, we partnered up with Megan from Pool Pro Magazine and we did a, a co-award um, for two of the people. And so some of the things that we wanted to do was people that are new to the industry with five years or less. So the other one that took the 30 under 40 rookie of the year was Daniela Rodriguez. So big congratulations to both of you um, and welcome to the industry, I guess, right? Because they're still kind of newish. And then sales rep of the year was Monica Archibald from Hayward. Congratulations. Yes. And that was... We call her the... Yeah. The Queen Monica. Right? And it's funny. She answered to that too. When we walked by, you said Queen Monica yeah, and then yeah, she turned around we're, like, we're joking around, around. Right. <laughs> Oh, but big congratulations to you, Monica. There were a lot of Monica. great reps that were nominated for that. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of a lot of great reps. So I think next year we might need to break it up and do a West Coast versus East Coast. That's a good point. You know, two two different yeah. awards for the sales Ooh, reps. Like so then we had Pool Guy of the Year, and that went to Anthony Lopicolo. Oh, by the way, Zach, uh, big huge shout out, John, to Anthony Lopicolo because he. And this is what I love about what we did. This is about, this is what I love is he wanted to be part of it. He was helping his dad take care of some pools because there was some things where he needed to step up. So he was doing his pools, plus he was doing some of his dad's pools. 
He flew out Wednesday morning to get to the show and to the awards and was on a flight at 8 o'clock in the morning back to California so that he could do his pools. Crazy. How freaking awesome yeah. is that? It is. Okay. It's awesome. And he's another one of those Dude, people. Like, I, I people. mean, and this goes for everyone. To just like, you know yep. everyone. Like everyone I talk to is just so awesome. Like I've super, known them a long time. super good people. Super cool. Genuine is what is is a word that describes them. You know what I mean? Just yep. very genuine. Um, so thanks for pulling that off, Anthony, and coming down and accepting it. Well deserved, my friend. Congratulations. And the last award of the night, which was the Pool Girl of the Year, and that one went to Jeanette Horn from Horn Family Pools. And a big, huge congratulations to you, Jeanette. Just even in the last year, you have really kind of taken your company. You've taken it over. You've focused on the education. You've focused on your business. You've kind of gotten out of your comfort zone. She was one that was like, oh, I'm nervous to go up there. But you know what? I'm going to face my fear. I'm going to get up there and I'm going to do it. And you know what? She got up there. And she nailed oh, it. She did. She did great. What a sweet yeah. person, too. Oh, my God. I, like, like, these people are so great. They really are. And it's an honor to be able to call them friends and just to know them. And it's, I, I look forward to being able to meet again and get to hang out. So it's just awesome. It really is. And don't forget about the, the last award that came in, that sneak award we did at the very end for best beard on a podcast. <laughs> I can't believe I won that one because it was like I hadn't shaved in like three days. So how did I win that? I have no idea. <laughs> and that goes to... Uh, Zach, the pool Congratulations, boy, Zach. I want to thank uh, my yes. laziness for yes. never taking the time to trim or clean up. We definitely want to congratulate all the nominees, guys. Anybody that was nominated, and Chris from Blu-ray said it. He said, think about it. Take a moment and think about it. Some other pool guy thought, let me stop. Let me go nominate this person for this category or for this award. So think how, think about how badass that is, that somebody actually took time out of their day. They stopped and they said, this fellow pool pro needs to be nominated. So a big, huge shout out to all the nominees. You're all winners. And that was a, a, a huge part of it. Next year, we will be bigger. We'll be better. And I can't wait to get together again. So I'm looking forward to the Western Pool Show. We're going to work with them. There's going to be some stuff that we're going to be rolling out really soon. We're going to be out there. We're going to do some training classes. There's, I think, three classes that we have to give Zach. Just to let you know, I put John's name on it. He's going to do all three of them. We just kind of go in and hit the floor. Look at his face. <laughs> I'm going to hand him papers. So anyway, so big congratulations to everybody. Hey, a big congratulations to you too, John, because we haven't talked about it, but you are now PCTI certified. You're actually a certified trainer for the Bob Lowry course. So that's huge. A big, we haven't talked about it. Congratulations, man. That's big. I tried to become a trainer and they said I was not worthy of the training that I would not, you know, be allowed to train that class. So. And that, that placard, super cool that you got. Yeah. We'll have so. to, we'll have to take another picture of that and post it again. So, all right, guys, let's do this. Let's take our final word from our sponsors. When we come back, Zach, John, I want to get your final thoughts. The HyperPole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools.
Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to Zach. We're talking to John. We talked today about the Pool Nation Awards. We talked about our friend Bob Lowry. So, Zach, let me get your final thoughts. Well, to start out, I want to say thank you to Bob for everything that you gave to the pool industry. And take care. We will see you in the future. And then I want to take a minute you know, for those of you that are listening to us, you'll know one thing about John is that he's really good at giving credit where credit is due. And that's something that I wish I had more of. And I want to take a minute to kind of give credit to all of the people around me that made this trip possible and allowed me to take the time to go spend the time with you guys. And to start out with, I want to thank my wife, Leslie, for all of the time. And she invested helping me prepare my speech and practice it you know, like you saw, I memorized it, right? Well, that's because we had a four hour drive to Dallas where I literally went over it over and over and over and over and over the entire way. And she sat there the whole time and helped me and worked with me on that. And then just for thank for coming to Dallas with me to support me and you guys and constantly telling me, you've got this, you've got this, you've got this, you can do this. Um, I want to thank the team here at the Pool Boys because while I've been gone and playing and going to expos and doing podcasts, everyone here is working really hard so that I have the time to be able to do that. And then, you know, kind of lastly, I want to thank my partner, Justin and Leah here in our office, because while I was away, they didn't, I didn't hear a peep. I didn't, they didn't call me with any problems, any fires, anything. They handled it all. They really took everything and, and took control of it. So big thank you to everyone. And then other than that, I just had a great time hanging out with you guys and everyone else that attended the show. I am excited to get back to a routine for a little while, but Edgar has already been talking about a laundry list of things upcoming. And uh, we haven't told John yet. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet, but hey, I'm just going to go with the flow. (laughs) We haven't told John yet. (laughs) Oh, oh no! Told John what? About what we want to do next that we were talking about last night. <laughs> uh, was I, just, I, might, I just told him oh. this was my response. My brain hurts. I have to go to bed. He literally, so he literally him... said that, John. He he literally looked in the camera and went, 
I, I my head hurts. I gotta go. I, I I gotta go. And he just like hung up. He had to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> so I should keep my phone on. Do not disturb. As soon as we get off, right? It look, was look, man. Here. It was, was and it was legit here? too. He he went through the whole list. Holy shit! It was long overdue, dude. Dude, that was look and dude, dude, that was beautiful. And you know, I wonder sometimes <laughs> if people listening to us just think these guys are just a bit corny or these guys are whatever. This is that. Uh, who knows? But. You know, to be honest, I don't give. A, I really don't give a shit. I'm having a great time, and I truly love you guys. I, I consider you brothers and friends, and the relationships that we've built throughout this journey has been worth more than the time and energy and effort it's taken all of us to do because it's taxing. It really is, but it's well worth it. And I'm just really super happy to be a part of this, and and I just yeah. I'm yeah, sure we'll it'll see. be a busy we'll see one. What the future holds for us and. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward. Yeah, I'm kind of. Uh, John, I'm, after the I'm podcast, not looking forward to, to this conversation that I'm going to have with Edgar. <laughs> right. Uh, oh that's the beauty God. of it. Yeah, you but, know what, John? Um, that, that's why you know I me, love I'm you down. so much. You know, as long as long as as long as there's a purpose to it. Yeah. You know, as long as there's a purpose to it, right? As long as there's somebody out there that can get something out of it, right? And as long as it better's the industry that I'm a part of. Because if the industry is better, then I'm better and my family's better and I, I get to provide better for my family, right? And I have a more secure foundation, then hell, Here's I'm all one for of it. I took, so Janie wanted to go horseback riding. And so me and my wife, my wife, I, I say me and my wife, but my wife made some reservations for us to go horseback riding and stuff like that about 30 minutes from my house. And john was freaking out it's not his comfort zone it's kind of like he that's that's completely out of his comfort zone and i was thinking man homeboy's just gonna because he was freaking out zach like he just wanted no part of this horseback riding thing and we're getting up there and i'm like hey we're gonna have a good time and all that kind of stuff and john turned to me and he goes dude i am not doing this for me because this is not my comfort zone this is not something that i want to do nor I have any interest in doing, but it's important to mama. And if it's important to her, we're doing it. And Homo got on a freaking horse, which by the way, they had to go get a special horse for him. <laughs> and the guy was giving him crap going, I just want you to know, you need to treat her with respect and love because that's my horse that I normally ride. So you be very careful with her. Uh, but we had a great time on the horseback riding. Right. We rode out by the lake. We you know, did all that kind of stuff. But uh, John, yeah, just talks about your character from my end guys i want to thank you guys for spending the time for doing all this we have put a lot of blood sweat and tears into this thing we've paid for tons of stuff out of our pocket we've you know we really kind of have put everything into this but i think we're building something i think what we're kind of creating within each other is what we're kind of trying to create with our community which is that inclusiveness and all together and really better you know making the industry better and so that alone is bounds and, and leaps to what we want to do. So anyways, so I really appreciate you guys. I want to thank you guys for your time. And we'll see you Wednesday on the Instagram Live. Have a great one, guys. Bye. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. 
You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com. Pool Nation, all rights reserved. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in a verbal or nonverbal way, may not be distributed. It may not be distributed in any social media platforms or transmitted in any other forms or any other means, including recording or other electronic or mechanical methods without the prior written permission of Pool Nation.